Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to talk about what I call the empathic rupture of not getting to stay home with kids. And um, we will get into who I see this happen to, why, what to do about it, how to understand it. Uh, It's a big topic. Right as soon as I tell you to subscribe, most recent subscriber episode was every night feels like a sleepover when you marry your best friend and why that's bullshit garbage. And uh, even though you could see that quote on TikTok, um, it just it's uh, perpetuates this intimacy porn, hyper idealized, overly romanticized view of relationships that is completely impossible. Um, Okay, anyway, back to the the topic at hand. So I work with a lot of couples, obviously, in my private practice. As always, you can reach out to me if you want to work with me for therapy or for relationship coaching, Um, drpsychmom.com, all the info. But anyway, um, so I work with a lot of people. They're at all different stages. So a lot of women really idealize the idea of staying home with kids. Their mother either stayed home with them and they thought that that was good Uh, And in their family, that was thought of as something very good and something that the mother really liked and that was good for the children and the mother cooked for them and and did little uh, activities with them and took them to their, you know, the library and the pool and whatever they did. Um, And in some families, the mother never got to stay home with kids and it was the central trauma of her life or one of them. And so then, of course, the little girl thought that, you know, she would change and she would get to stay home with kids because her her life would be better than her mother's. And her mother may have even said that. You should stay home with kids and not always be running around like me. I miss so many events. I miss everything. I'm exhausted, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it could either be because the girl wants to do what her mother did or she wants to fix what her mother was not able to do in her own life. And so, um, however, I've mentioned this many times and it's important for men to realize this. Women are told both that they're going to have a career and that they're going to be a mommy. And you kind of don't really have any idea how to do those things unless you see a woman successfully juggling those. Many people don't. They say, see either a very harried woman who has to work all the time and, and regrets not, you know, being able to come to your events or uh, a woman who stays at home and may wish that she had been able to have a career. So if you see either of those two types of people that have regrets, which is classic for people in dysfunctional families where there's a lot of depression and anxiety, There's also a lot of regrets voiced. Um, So you don't really know how you're supposed to do it, right? You don't know how you're supposed to like do both things. And many people do not have jobs where that is an option uh, to like go part-time or something like that. So a woman that was totally happy working can get to a complete crossroads when she has a baby. And then it's like all of a sudden she doesn't want to go back for maternity leave because she likes to be with the baby. And all of these other impulses kick in and all of the script that she got from, you know, the time that she was young about that she should stay home with kids or that that would be better. All of that stuff activates and it was basically dormant in her subconscious and she had no idea and she assumed she would be fine going back after kids. But, you know, but she isn't. Or... She thought that her husband would assume that she would not go back, even without them really discussing it at all, because he would assume that, of course, she was going to stay home with kids once they had kids. People talk about so few things, and that is what I really try to work against in my career. I try to really 
amplify and emphasize constantly the importance of honesty and open communication. And it's not like these women aren't being honest. Many people do not are not honest with themselves. They do not scan themselves for what they feel or what they think at all. So they have no idea, you know. So the 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 point is is that you got to really realize before because this is like the honeymoon stage bait and switch thing where guys think that like women are like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll fake a high sex drive for three years and then it'll just plummet and then he'll be mad at me all the time. Yes. Like, awesome. I'm going to do it. Um, you know, that that's bullshit. As I talk about in my popular episode, the honeymoon stage, why there's no bait and switch. That's a subscriber episode. But anyway, so women aren't like, oh my God, you know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do is I'm going to have a baby and then I'm going to be completely blindsided by the desire to stay home uh, and I'm going to tell that to him and it's going to ruin my marriage. Oh, great idea. No, like they, people don't even think, people don't even know what they don't know. This is why therapy is so good, right? Because somebody's finally asking you about like what you think and what you feel so you can, you can figure it out. You know, so a lot of women don't even know how they feel about this topic, right? Until they start to talk about it and to think about it. So, and therapy helps you not get blindsided because you've already started to think about some of this stuff and talk about it. But anyway, so the point is, is that these women that I'm talking about here, they realize that some of them realize on maternity leave, oh shit, I don't want to go back. And some of them say it, some of them don't. Out of the ones that do, and this is where the empathic rupture part comes in, a lot of them say it, and the guy says, what are you talking about? You're joking, right? Because we still have all these bills. We didn't talk about this. Like, what do you mean? We just bought a house. What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? We're not going to go back to work? What, are you crazy? And the woman's like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess I am. I guess, of course I'll go back. I guess I was just saying, what if I didn't have to? Because she feels, like, embarrassed and ashamed of that she should say something so, quote, crazy and so, quote, financially irresponsible. And many women, as I've discussed, defer to the man on finances and are very scared of anything related to money. So they just hand over the financial reins to the guy. And the point being is, you know, that's not always very smart. Because in reality, what the woman wants to say there, but she doesn't have the balls to say it, you know, is I do not care about the money. I'm I'm happy to downsize the house, but I just want to stay home with the baby. Because now that I've had the baby, it's a transformational moment that I realize I'm basically in the honeymoon stage with the baby. You know, I'm in love with the baby. And I have, and that's totally normal, and that's why our species perpetuates, and that's why people have new babies, by the way. So that's completely normal. Um, And I even have a post called, if your wife has a physical love language, it will be redirected at the baby. Because she's in love with the baby. So, um, and that's why some women just keep having baby after baby after baby. They're love addicts, but for babies. (laughs) And all women that love babies are a little bit like that, but most healthy people could be like, okay, I've had enough babies, now I have to move on to a different stage in my life. Um, but, but anyway, the point is, is that you understand, of course, if you're listening, uh, that there is an evolutionary reason for this, which is to make babies. That's the point of our, of our species is to procreate itself. And so women fall in love with babies. Men fall in love with women. Women fall in love with babies. (laughs) 
I mean, that's true. That's why our species perpetuates itself. That's why I have a post called men need to love their wives as much as their wives love the kids. But anyway, point being that later in life, when the woman changes and she grows more confident and more self-aware and she says, why have I been such a people pleaser? And her estrogen drops, as I've talked about a myriad times in podcasts such as what aging feels like for women and how women's bodies and brains change in their 40s and perimenopause and benefits of perimenopause. Oh, all of these different things that I've written about, um, uh, rather spoken about, and also have posts about it, how women change in their 40s. The point is, is they go back and they're like, hey, I did say it. I said I wanted to stay home with the baby. And he said no. And now I never got to. And I'm grieving it and it's a loss. And now I realize with the benefit of hindsight that there was only one time in my life when I could have stayed home with a baby and done what I wanted to do and raised him differently. And now that he's an asshole teenager, I feel like maybe it all could have changed in that toddler phase if I would have gone to some more library story times. And fuck my husband for not understanding me and what was important to me. So... Well, of course, this anger is understandable. It's also misdirected because in reality, their dynamic was such at the time that she walked it back and he was financially terrified and faced with a, what he thought was an extreme irrational decision, like many of her decisions in the postpartum phase motivated by anxiety or PPD or what have you, and that she was going to come to her senses. And she can't seem to come to her senses after she went back to work. Many times she was happy at work. Sometimes she very much wasn't happy at work. But either way, she didn't make it a, a, a line in the sand kind of an issue. Men usually think that if a woman really wanted something bad, she would draw a line in the sand and say something like, I will leave you if you do not figure out a way for me to stay home with the baby. But most people don't talk or think like that. Certainly a woman that's vulnerable and young that just had a baby isn't going to think about leaving the father of the baby. That's not a thing. That, that seems extremely risky, and it's not even where her mind would go at all. So she wouldn't really draw a line in the sand. She would just kind of go back and agree. Is it his fault? No. Is it her fault? No. It's nobody's fault. It's a loss. It's a loss that she can grieve. Could it have gone differently? Maybe. If, if Most women, if they did say, I refuse to go back, I'm miserable at work, and it is my life's work to stay home with the baby, I now realize, and we can also um, get rid of the house and this and that. Yeah, most healthy men would say, uh, okay. This is a fucking change to the plans that I wasn't aware of, but I guess I'll have to accommodate it. Maybe it's good for you to stay home with the baby. However, let's not put women on a pedestal either because many of them don't want to get the smaller house too because that was part of what they thought about. It's not raising the baby in an apartment. It's raising the baby in a nice big house and being able to go on vacation. And um, also they got to take the baby to, uh, you know, the splash in the pool. And, you know, that means baby swim lessons. Baby swim lessons are like, no, you know, they're not free. And, and everything costs money. So many women are like, er, I don't really know. Now, I have never seen a woman in my office say, what I'm really mad about is that that motherfucker didn't get a second job. No, nobody says that. What they say, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's like, it would be funny if somebody tried to say that to me. But um, in reality, and they don't say, and I wish that he had been more financially successful. Here's, here's the caveat to that, though. There are some men that don't work and that decide that they, in fact, are going to be the stay-at-home dad because their wife has more earning power. And this one, this does not go well in later life uh, if the woman ends up regretting that she did not stay home with the baby because she not only did she not stay home with the baby, 
but he stayed home with the baby. And then she's really jealous of that. And did she usually verbalize that? No. These are the women that have to listen to my podcast, Why Men Never Take Care of You, because they were the financially terrified ones. And they were the ones that didn't want to rock the boat. And they were the ones that said, um, I guess, yeah, because I have an advanced degree and you don't, then I guess I should continue to work and you shouldn't. And I guess it's good that you could stay home with the baby. But their resentment mounted and mounted and mounted, and they tried to suck it up and suck it up and suck it up. But then in midlife, as I've discussed, your priorities change, your view change, your hormones change, your age changes, all these things change. And many women are like, I wish I would have had that time, not you. And I hate myself for not being confident and um, courageous enough to say that. So that is the situation. In the other situation, many times women are very mad only at themselves because the guy wasn't home with the kid, right? They're mad at themselves for not having been more vocal about this desire. And of course, with the fullness of time, they realize that the couple of years that they worked wasn't really that essential. Had they taken off a couple of years, they would still pretty much financially be where they're at now, but it never seems like that at the time, of course. Of course, at the time, people are motivated by financial anxiety. They have to pay off their loans, their mortgage, all of these different things. And the fullness of time when you're 45 looking back, you say, oh, I guess I could have taken off a couple years. But nobody feels like that or very few people feel like that at the time. I mean, certainly some people feel like that at the time and those people take off. But I'm talking about people in the situation that I'm talking about. So how do you get out ahead of this? Well, if you're a couple where there's still the possibility of her staying home with kids, have an open and honest discussion about whether this is something she super values and if she's made any allusions to it um, at all. And then how you guys could make it work with everybody having to compromise then because, of course, there's no free lunch. Say it with me, right? But what if it is over? What if that time of life is over and the children are older? Well, then... That, that is the sort of thing where you have to have a reparative conversation. I said a reparative to repair. And, uh, and that means each person really kind of acknowledging, validating, and empathizing with the other person's perspective and talking about these as you would, uh, you know, talk about any other empathic rupture. I have a podcast on empathic ruptures specifically that you could search. But the point is, is that both partners would have to verbalize really clearly what they felt and the other person would have to really acknowledge it and sit with it and not try to defend or like the woman saying, you know what, I realize the deepest regret in my life is that I didn't stay home with kids. And many guys feel absolutely shocked and hurt and like scared and, and ashamed. And like, you know, she's saying that he was like a terrible provider or like ruined her life. And so immediately they get super defensive and they're like, you didn't say anything. You didn't say that because what I remember is you really liked, you know, why got you a Range Rover, you know, and, and then we went to Europe and, and, you know, you didn't want to give that stuff up, did you now? And it's like, that's not a response that helps anybody, you know? And, and it also is not helpful for a woman in this situation to say to the guy, well, you should have known, you know, I brought it up and you should have known. And this is because you're a narcissist, you know, like your mother. And so whenever I say anything, you steamroll right over me and you just should have known after I brought it up once, you know, or twice. Well, how the hell should you, you know how much shit you bring up? You know, I mean, in a day, I mean, uh, uh, never mind months, years. So obviously he uh, he didn't know, you know, I'll, I'll just tell you 100% he did not know as much as you think he knew because that's every couple. Nobody knows as much as the other person thinks they do about their internal workings. 
So you could have a useful, useful conversation about this where you try deeply to understand each other. And then some people are in a strange situation where they could kind of stay home for a little bit, even with kids who are like in elementary school or even later. And somehow this can make up for it because then they could be around to do all of the pickups and all of the activities and they wouldn't have to, you know, kill themselves getting from work to this, to that, to the other. And some people can then make it right later on. So she never got to stay home with a baby and that is a sad thing, you know, and was due to many misunderstandings on both parts, as I've said, but also now she can. And so people could talk about that and the way to move forward with that as somewhat of a compromise because nobody gets everything that they want. But of course, people also shouldn't get nothing that they want. Um, All right. So Hopefully you guys found this to be like an interesting topic and I would really entreat you. This is a good one to share with your partner. This really is, if this is your topic and you can't really talk about this openly, then this is particularly a good one to share. Nobody really gets blamed. Everybody's equally kind of a fault-ish, you know, but really nobody's at fault, but everybody's at fault. So it's like one of those good ones where it's like nobody's worse than anybody else, you know, and it's a topic that kind of has to be resolved if it's a big one in the woman's mind because it's the cause of a lot of grief, regret, and sadness that sometimes, as I've discussed, gets taken out on the guy because she thinks he should have known more than he knew as like a guy of 28 years old or something like that. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this and I will talk to y'all soon. Have a great day.